0: This is Hope and Health with Drs. Michelle and Mark Sherwood, insights and interviews with a dose of straight talk to help you enjoy optimal health in all areas of life. Today's episode is brought to you by our online course, Hormones, understand and balance your hormones naturally. Just go to sherwood.tv forward slash hormones to learn more and enroll.
1: This 17 session course is only $19.99 and includes $30 in bonuses, including a discount on hormone related treatment at our clinic where we serve patients from around the world. Let's, let's jump in. Dive in. um, Section one. And let's talk a lot about, this concept of inflammatory foods. So just really, if you would, um, sweetheart, break down these things called inflammatory foods for us.
0: Well, we know that the inflammatory foods, if those are going to be the sugars and the artificial sweeteners. Boy, artificial sweeteners are everywhere. And they th- we think that they may be good as additives, but we got to check how they affect our health. Fried foods, those things that are made with hydrogenated oils, superheated hot oils, trans fats, boy, those don't necessarily do a body good. They're inflammatory all the time. MSG, also known as monosodium glutamate. Glutamate. <laughs> yeah, it's a <laughs> chemical filler. Yeah, it's a chemical filler that's found in so many of our foods and a lot of our spices. And you know, we put spices on our food thinking, oh, it's it's calorie-free. However, you have to turn the label over and look to see if there's MSG. Gotta watch those processed foods. Oh, those box and packaged processed foods, those things that are, we call them unfoods or fruits. There's no nutrition Franken value Franken in those foods. Franken foods. nasty,
1: nasty, nasty. Mm.
0: And sodas. Excess caffeine and alcohol, they just simply leach from the bones, the minerals from the bones. And in excess, they actually break down the GI tract, the GI lining, create a leaky gut. And then in the end, liver problems. Breads and grains, yeast, corn, soy. And it's particularly in relationship to corn. Look at the label. If it's high fructose corn syrup. Mm-hmm. It's the number one cause of non-alcoholic fatty liver disease today. We see liver enzymes elevated in the practice at okay. least on a daily basis. And it's coming from our food su- food supply. So these inflammatory foods, they're inflammatory to young and old, everyone, all the time.
1: That is important to understand. People ask us a lot, why are they inflammatory? This is a story in a nutshell. The immune system is our surveillance. It's like we all have surveillance. Inside of us, it's kind of like the army, navy, air force, marines, coast guard, space force, etc. That's good. Good analogy. Yeah, it's like trying to determine if you have an enemy invader coming in, right? Mm -hmm. You have an enemy invader coming in, your military better be alert so that they can respond accordingly. Our immune system is super alert, it's made by the hand of God, so it's very um, sensitive to understanding things that don't go inside here. And when it does detect something that doesn't go inside here, like a virus bacteria or parasite it's going to react right
0: it's going to become hyper alert
1: yep and so we also get gets hyper alert when you have uh, an injury so if i were to trip over backwards right now and maybe bruise um, a back or something like that it
0: would respond right oh it's going to become Hyper alert.
1: What about if I go to the gym? Is which I did this morning and you did this. You morning, sure did. And you you sort of strain some muscle. This what's that going to do your immune
0: system? It's going to put it on hyper mm-hmm. alert. It's going to create an inflammatory response.
1: But hold on. What if we put those previously described foods with chemical fillers, processed franken, not real franken food, foods, fruit. foods, fruits. What's that going to do to our immune system?
0: Oh, boy, it's going to be inflammatory, upregulated on high surveillance all the time.
1: So there you go. So the most egregious inducers of the immune system, in our opinion, therefore, are things we do every single day without being aware of it. But now you become aware of it. If you don't want to be immunocompromised and inflamed, don't eat those foods. Certainly don't let them rule you.
0: Get them out of your uh, your pantry. Get them out of your lifestyle. Get them out of your refrigerator. Essentially, get them out of your life. Now,
1: the irony of this is, is if you understand the United States of America actually taxes you and taxes me, we pay our taxes, but some of that money goes to subsidize or fund the construction of food or the manufacturing food so that this food will be readily available. So it'll be readily available at a cheaper price because, again, the producers are subsidized by the government and those foods are therefore priced lower in all of your supermarket chains so that you can buy those things and use those to really supply what, you know, what they, meaning the government, says are good for you. So let's have a look at those United States government Subsidized foods. What are those? There
0: There's nine of them mm-hmm. particularly. We've talked about corn. Corn is one of the biggies. Wheat, soybeans. Mm-hmm. There's also rice. We're gonna go in depth with a couple of these. Wheat and milk, also beef, peanut butter, and sunflower oil.
1: Mm-hmm. And what about beer? Did you know that was subsidized by the US government?
0: Oh boy, Isn't that crazy. Really beer.
1: So again, one more time, you gotta catch this. These nine foods.
0: Name them one more time. Corn. Yep. Wheat, soy, rice, beer, beef, peanuts, milk, sunflower oil. Nine foods.
1: Now I want you to notice that these nine foods really are part of, or maybe encapsulate, most of the standard American diet. That's the standard American sorry. diet, as we know, is
0: sad. Mm -hmm. It's going to make your body sad, your cellular processes sad. Oh, what a miserable way to live in a sad condition.
1: Dr. Michelle just read off a list of these inflammatory foods. Now, how many of those inflammatory foods that we just talked about described as upregulating or inducing the immune system are included in the foods that the government subsidizes? Well, really all of them, are not they? So with that said, we can clearly say that the government is subsidizing or funding inflammatory foods which cause disease. So if you take it one right. logical step further, we can say that the United States government funds disease.
0: That's pretty sad.
1: That is sad. And standard it, frankly, American diet. It aggravates the disease way that it is causing is sad. I just like I have righteous Indignation, in fact, because that is not fair to you and me. And this is the thing that no one wants to talk about. And did you know that many times we go to organizations such as governmental meetings, medical meetings, and church meetings, and these things that we just talked about are given to you as a quote unquote foodstuff or subsidy or entertainment, and they are causing you to be sick? So if people love really people like they say they do, you never want to serve them this kind of nonsense, right? Would they agree with that?
0: That's sad. Why would you want to hurt your friends? Why so we, would you want to hurt your family? Yeah. We Why have, would you want to hurt yourself? We have
1: diseases growing so fast across our country, it's pathetic. And yet we continue to have this idea that the government is here to help you. We've just shown you, clearly, you can look this up. This is not... Uh, unknown like um, mystery like conspiracy theory this is true and it's from our own country that's right folks our own country is the birthplace of the standard american diet slash disease causing foods Now, i'm not talking about foods that maybe have bacteria issues because because of cleanliness issues uh, maybe in poorer countries we're talking about highly processed intentionally process foods that are proven to create drivers of inflammation, inducement of the immune system, and create disease. Now, that is not an illogical argument. That's an obvious low-hanging fruit argument that we've just convinced you that we're in trouble, folks, and this is a big deal. And because of this, we have to do something different. What do we do different? First of all, we have to have a change of thinking. We have to change their thinking regarding what we're supposed to do. We've just shown you what not to do and shown you why you don't do it. We've shown you where it comes from and why you shouldn't listen to those people, right?
0: That's exactly right. So you can't change what you don't know. And that's why we as clinicians, physicians, naturopaths, Mm -hmm. we want to educate you with what you don't know so that you can make better decisions for your life, your life, your family's life, your community, and then we change the world.
1: And we've created a 40-day reset plan for you to get started right now on a plan that is non-inflammatory causing. And the 40-day reset plan has a detox plan already in there for it. It's a two-week detox, has all your supplements, all of your shakes ready to go for you. Boom, everything you eat from them, giving you nutritional plans to eat from. We've supplied a homeopathic remedy to help you with some fat loss, cravings, uh, muscle retention. Really cool. And we've given you the uh, therapeutic amounts of vitamins D and K and omega-3 fatty acids. So it's all packaged up for you for 40 days, guaranteed, and yes, I said guaranteed, to put you on a better path down the pathway of optimal health.
0: Hope and health is brought to you today by our online course, Hormones. Understand and balance your hormones naturally. Hormones get blamed for various symptoms and they get too much credit as a fix for ailments. Just go to sherwood.tv forward slash hormones to learn more and enroll.
1: Here are just a few areas we cover in 17 sessions of this comprehensive and practical course. Symptoms and Causes of Hormone Imbalance Cortisol, the Stress Management Hormone Thyroid, the Metabolism Hormone DHEA, the Sex Hormone Producer estrogen, the female sex hormone, progesterone, the mother hormone, testosterone, the male sex hormone, and restoring hormone balance. Go to sherwood.tv forward slash hormones to learn more and enroll. I want to share a little bit of a personal story. A lot of people ask us, well, how can you be so, you guys are so strong um, physically? Well, obviously that's about training. Uh, One of the things about training you will understand is uh, training is all about progressive overload. In other words, if you get stronger, it requires, first of all, a breakdown of muscle tissue in order to have the muscles torn down and then they have to adapt and compensate. In other words, greater resistance is always required to have greater growth. Kind of happens like that in life too. You know, greater resistance is required to have greater growth. Uh, Resistance is not fun. Sometimes resistance is some of the hardest things you're going to deal with ever in life. And many times you might want to quit, but the very things that you have to go through that you do go through, you might find the most growth in and from uh, the Bible says, "In this world you will have troubles, but take heart. I have overcame the world." This is Jesus on the word. That's uh, we we understand that in John ten and ten. That will happen. That is going to happen. However, let us not uh, run from the troubles. Let us not seek those out. But let us understand that we will have troubles. But that builds perseverance, perseverance, character, and strength. Strength doesn't come from sitting on your hands and being idle. Strength comes from facing the resistance and putting in the So In other words, when the resistance comes, you have to step up and embrace them and push back as hard as you can. I shared a video recently on our Facebook page and through all of our social media about resistance and how that's a big time important thing to understand. We don't like the resistance, but it's necessary to build strength. So When Dr. Michelle and I are out there, you know, people ask us routinely, as I stated, how are you guys so strong? How do you have, you know, that much control? And really, it boils down to this. Number one, we realize who we are. We have a relationship with God through Jesus Christ, and he lives in us, and we understand that. Now, with that said, we believe that the fruit or the character of his life. Holy spirit living within us comes forth. One of those fruits is going to be self-control. But having said that we have had troubles in life. Um, I've told this story before and some of you may or may not remember, but in 2002, you know, I was given a call from a friend of mine that said, Hey, you need to get to this particular scene and I'll keep the story story brief for sake of time. But the friend of mine came and got me and transported me to a bridge that was spanning across a river in uh, the west side of Tulsa County. When I got there, I saw a crime scene tape on that bridge and. I didn't really know what was going on, but I obviously being in law enforcement at that time, you know, we're talking 20 years ago, I knew something was wrong. So I began to um, walk towards the crime scene tape and the friend of mine wouldn't tell me what was going on, which kind of uh, unnerved me quite a bit. You know, you're wondering, okay, somebody died, car wreck. I mean, all these things are going to my mind. Who is this? What is this? I had a hard time, man. And your heart is beating. I mean, you're almost feeling it beat through your shirt and you're wondering what's going on, your Friend is not telling you what's going on, and it's making you mad at your friend. And so, I was met by the commander of the area near that scene. And as I went up there, the commander uh, escorted me underneath the crime scene tape. So I knew at that point it had to be involving me if somehow. So I got underneath the crime scene tape, and he taped, and he began to tell me a story of how that day a an older lady uh, drove her car onto that bridge that day and parked it on the side and then eventually, um, jumped off the bridge. And, and I began to wonder, what does this have to do with me? What do I have to do this with this? And how does this connect to my life? Well, as I neared the seer of that bridge, I realized that as I saw that car, that was my mom's car and it. Right? And then it was, it was really hard for me, you know, at that point, because I realized that, um, you know, she was the one he was talking about, and yeah, you, you can't believe it. You go you know, There's no way that could be happening. Not to me, not her, you know, and is this really happening? You want to, you want to like pinch yourself, but yet you can't pinch yourself. It's just a, it's a really odd time. And I know many of you have been through tragedies like this before, but during that time, that was, that was extremely painful because um, it kind of fell on my shoulders. You know, literally, uh, I have to tell three children that my um, grandma's gone and I have to tell my dad that his wife is gone. And I don't have brothers and sisters. I didn't know what to do. There was no rule book on that. There's no instruction book on how to deal with trauma and grief. But that day, in that moment, even though I was going to go through harder times later on and other additional hard times later on, you know, God put something in my heart that day um, dealing with that. You know, and my mom's suicide, and that's what that was. She went through a, a battle, and please understand, friends, that you're going to have problems in life, but don't make a permanent solution to a temporary problem be a permanent mistake, because that type of behavior will create ripples in your life that won't go away. It's just like throwing a rock in a pond. You know, the ripples are strong at first, but eventually they tone down. In this, they tone down, but they never go away. Now, you need to know that because when you make Permanent decision to temporary problem, it results in permanent trauma and drama that lasts for the rest of the awareness you have of life. And so that day, something welled up inside of me. I should say maybe better like this, some one welled up inside of me, and it changed me on the inside out. And It's like this. The best I can tell you is I'm just really throwing this out there. My shoulders were strengthened that day. My back was stronger that day. Not because I went, you know, because I'm any better, but because, you know, God strengthened me that day um, for times to come. And, you know, you look back at things like that when the middle of you think there's no way that this is anything good. But I look back on it now and I see how that even through the greatest tragedy that Romans 8, 28 is true and for those of you that don't know romans eight twenty eight is this for all things work together for the good for those who love god and are called according to his purpose i love god i'm called according to his purpose therefore all things work together for the good and so when you look at this how could that be good well i look at my own life and i'm thinking well how's that help but it's helped me because who knew that later on in life I would be um, married to the greatest lady in the world, my wife, Dr. Michelle, who's always right with me. She's right over there right now. And it's important to understand that you know, now we are um, influencers, really worldwide influencers. Who would have known? I mean, we go places and people know us as hope Maybe there's healers, but they have no idea what we've been through. They have no idea the tragedies and traumas. And, you know, now uh, we are running for governor of the state of Oklahoma. And who would have thought that that was ever a possibility or potential. But again, because of moments like that, these tragedies, traumas, these dramas, these hard times, you know, and troubles that, you know, God will build in you a resiliency that allows you to handle things to in turn, while you're here on this earth, to bless mankind, to shine a light for mankind's good, That light of God within us, to give mankind hope because you've been through a hopeless situation, realizing it's never hopeless. It's always hopeful as long as you have the fullness of God with you. And so through that time, we're able to stand up, stand strong, be firm and be immovable. So that's why we don't live life with fear. We don't live life with um, a faithless attitude. It's quite the opposite. It's hopeful and it's fearless. And we, we do that because we've been through a lot. We overcame a lot. And that means that things don't bother us um, like um, they could. It didn't mean they're we're not mean we're not going to have troubles. It's quite the opposite. But it means there's a greater capacity. So the inside of us, it's built up a strength that is, is hard to explain. Uh, and that day, I mean, just so you know, as I wrap up this story and wrap up this segment of perspective, um, I did. This really happened. And the people that were there can verify this. I I was basically marking orders on that scene that day and told people to join hands and this is what we're gonna do. And even though my superior officers were already there, the superior officers of the county and city were already there, and these medical people were, were there. God put in that middle of that tragedy a leadership component in me that I cannot explain to you because as I was basically telling people what to do, uh, they followed those directions. Those directions not coming from me, but coming from God. They all joined hands on that bridge that day in that cold, cold, windy, rainy day. And we prayed that day that God would use that time to bring glory to him. And somehow or another, that something good would come out of that. And the bottom line is I'm still here. My wife is still here with me. We're still here together. And we're standing strong uh, for all of you, uh, whether it be in health, in hope, or in government leadership. And we're going to stand strong for you the rest of our days because that's what we're anointed and appointed to do. Now, with that said, I just want to reiterate one more time. Troubles will come, but don't give up and make permanent negative decisions based upon temporary circumstances that permanently alter your life. And remember, God has a plan for you. Romans eight twenty eight is true, and we have to trust him for the good to come out. I hope this perspective has helped you and hope it's encouraged you a lot, and hopefully it lifted you up. Uh, and even through the pain of someone else's life like mine, hopefully that will encourage you to be able to get through any sort of trauma or drama or troubles or calamities you're having in your own life. And we hope it blesses you. So stay right with us. We'll be right back for our closing segment and answer the question as we continued last week, what does the Bible say about health? You know, the question we asked last week uh, and we gonna know some scriptures is. What does the Bible say about health? And well, I think we covered one a half dozen scriptures or something like that. We have more. And we told you we'd continue this discussion because you need to know from a foundational standpoint what it means. So we're just going to go through these scriptures. I think we have about six or seven for you tonight. And um, more commentary just to kind of keep feeding you and keep planting seeds that can grow into a righteous crop of hope and resiliency and even health so here we go what's the first scripture
0: first corinthians chapter 10 verse 31 so whether you eat or drink or whatever you do do all for the glory of god
1: so let's dice this out a little bit slice it out whatever you do whether you eat or drink so this means our activities, how we really support this body last week we talked about the body being the temple but whatever you do in eating and drinking do it for the glory of god so does that mean that you go out and you get drunk or intoxicated and you do that for the glory of God? No. That's not the point. Does that mean that everything we do and we think and we put in our body should be done under the context of how do we bring glory to God? Yes. So that's the point. So when you decide what you're going to do, whether it be food or drink, you must ask yourself the question, does this or does this not Bring glory to God. And if the answer is it does, then we should do it. If it doesn't, we should not. And that's exactly what we're talking about here. The ironic thing about this is First Corinthians is also in chapter six and three, which we talked about before in previous weeks. We talk about the question which is answered: Don't you know that your body is a temple of God? That question is answered twice in First Corinthians, or asked twice in First Corinthians. So the bottom line is. Make the decision on whatever you drink or eat, does it bring glory to God? If it doesn't, friend, it doesn't, the direction to do that doesn't come from God, nor does it bring glory to God. What do we have next? Psalm
0: 147, verse 3. He heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. So
1: many times, people find themselves needing what's called comfort food. Now, comfort food is be things like we talked about previously, the standard American diet. And we're going to go into more of these things, especially maybe next week about the addiction component of the wheat, uh, grain, sugar, and even dairy industries. So many times we gravitate towards those things when we're brokenhearted, again, seeking comfort. Now, if we do that and that food becomes our comfort or, we're not trusting in the comforter. here we see in the scripture, he doesn't mean a piece of bread. It doesn't mean a bowl That's of ice right. cream. Who is he in this case? It's God. It's Holy Spirit. So he is supposed to heal our broken hearts and bind up our wounds. So does God heal broken hearts? Yes. yes. Does he bind up wounds? Yes. Points of note. Again, once we talked about there's a false comforter, it's called food. And secondly, God doesn't manage these broken hearts. He doesn't manage the wounds. He heals them, which is quite different. So management versus healing. We see the polar opposites right here. What do we have next?
0: Jeremiah 36, 33, verse six. Behold, I bring into health and healing. I will heal them and reveal to them abundance of prosperity and security.
1: this is a promise to God's people, which, last I checked, if you trust in Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior you and I are God's people. So this is a promise. So God says, behold, I will bring you health and healing. We've talked about the anointing on our lives and what we're doing, bringing health, hope, and healing to the world. We're trying to bring, bring you information based upon God's promise right here in Jeremiah 336, this hope and healing for the Lord. Now, when he heals you, When he brings you hope and healing and he heals you, he also reveals to you abundance, which is supply, prosperity, which is supply and abundantly above all you ask, think or imagine and security, which means that's protection. So with healing comes abundance, abundant blessings and security. So I hope you catch all that drift. It's a progressive thing. How do, we be, um, how do we receive the healing? We're obedient to the directions and the, and the processes and the patterns that he gives us, which we shared with you at the beginning of the episode tonight. So I hope you catch that.
0: Proverbs chapter 4, verse 20 to 22. My son, be attentive to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. Let them not escape from your sight. Keep them within your heart. For they are life to those who find them and healing to all of their flesh.
1: Faith comes from healing, and healing from the word of God.
0: Mm.
1: I want you to understand that when you speak and read and study on Uh. God's word, as part of that process, the promise goes forth. And Proverbs was written, in part, by the wisest man in the world, Solomon. Now, interestingly enough, Solomon came out, from a really kind of an illegitimate negative relationship. Did you know that his father, David, who was king at the time, looked across the city of Jerusalem one day and he saw a woman bathing and he said, I want to have her as mine. So he called her to his palace. He had sex with her and he conceived Solomon. Unfortunately, the lady was married. Hmm. So David tried to figure it all out the the husband of the lady was married, and he was out fighting for the country. He was at war, and he ordered all the troops to send this man out to the front of the battle, and then ordered the troops to be to pull back and leave him out there all alone, so that he would die that day. And he did. He was killed. So David became a liar, an adulterer, and he even conceived uh, Solomon out of an adulterous situation. Now today, in today's world, that might be considered. Um, substance to get an abortion. Could be. But right here we see that Solomon, the wisest man in the world that we know, according to God's word, came out as a product of an adulterous relationship fascinating isn't it so when we look at this idea of proverbs this promise here these wonderful words of wisdom and by the, one that, by the way there's 31 proverbs i encourage you to read one of those a day if you're looking for some kind of reading plan but he says in those if you'll listen to the word within the word he will and not let them escape your sight in other words keep them in front of you and keep them in your heart you will find healing for your flesh well, that means healing for your body just by keeping the word of God. Pretty cool. huh?
0: That is just, mm-hmm. it's awesome. It's just important to edify our minds and our hearts on scripture. The next scripture is Jeremiah chapter 30, verse 17. For I will restore health to you and your wounds. I will heal declares the Lord because they have called you an outcast. It is Zion for whom no one cares.
1: Literally, many times when you have a belief system that doesn't parallel with the world, You'll be called an outcast. You'll be called a radical freak. I mean, we've been called that before. Um, again, yeah, it's like I, I don't really care. Honestly, We're different. We come from a different place. But this word in, in Jeremiah, we see he restores and heals our wounds. So healing comes from resolving to follow his words. And God says, I'll restore you. So if you get sick, I'll restore you. Pretty cool, huh? So we have a promise here from God that he will heal us once again.
0: Proverbs 14, verse 30. A tranquil heart gives life to the flesh, but envy makes the bones rot.
1: Tranquility is another word for peace. If you have a peaceful heart, you won't have rotten bones. What does that mean? There's a disease process where you have these bones and we have too much loss compared to too little ability. What's that disease called? Osteoporosis. Mm-hmm. So is that caused by a bitter heart? Thank oh, you. Thank you. Sorry about that. Now you know this is live TV. It's so all good. um Ultimately, when we have this um, lack of peace, we have a lot of stress going on. Stress drives cortisol. Cortisol can uh, is a stress hormone, and it can actually cause a weakening of the bones as well as medication called cortisone. Right?
0: That's correct. Or prednisone.
1: Mm-hmm. So those steroids, that actually cause weakening of bones. Did you know that when you take those steroids repeatedly, uh, one of the risk factors, a side effect is loss of bone. Fascinating.
0: Very fascinating. The next scripture is Philippians chapter 4, 6 and 7. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your heart and your minds in Christ Jesus. So this is clear about
1: what you think, speak, or want to be about. When you do that, the the mind is full of God's word. God's word comes into your body and it will continue to permeate truth. When truth reigns, healing is part of who truth is. Truth is God in himself. And so we don't need to worry about anything. We need to be anxious for nothing so are you worried about the virus stop are you worried about being waxed or not stop don't worry about you know um, when jesus is coming back that's not the point don't worry about is this in times don't worry about mark of the beast our jobs are to ponder and meditate on god's word it doesn't mean we live ignorantly it doesn't mean we live blindly or, or or naive it just means that we need to follow god's word so these are some of the scriptures we talk about what god's word says about healing pretty cool so we've covered a lot of stuff tonight
0: oh boy we have you know from front to finish we hope that it's edified your mind your heart and your soul the name of this podcast is hope and health for a reason with simple consistent changes you'd be amazed at the results we see in patients every day there is hope for you give your body the healthy food it was created to enjoy, and it will thank you. The same goes for what you feed your mind.
1: Subscribe to this podcast and subscribe to our newsletter at Sherwood.tv to stay positive in a negative world. And remember to enroll on our hormones course at Sherwood.tv forward slash hormones. It includes a free ebook and a $20 discount on hormone-related treatments. If you don't live near our clinic in Tulsa, that's no problem. We treat patients from around the world. Thank you again for listening.
0: Doctors Mark and Michelle Sherwood and their clinic can help you find the hope and health you were created to enjoy. Go to Sherwood.tv for clear, proven ways you can be healthier. Subscribe at Sherwood.tv.